Man, have you ever heard of spices? Like, just... yeah, like spices. What? What is what is that? Did you bring that from home? Some nutmeg. <laughs> I'm allergic to that. <laughs> what did you? What do you have? What is? Because that's what we're talking about today. Is spices <laughs> ground nutmeg? Oh man. <laughs> We're talking about nutmeg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, I just blew nutmeg all over Jaren. <laughs> <laughs> I poured a bunch in my hand and I just blew it from my <laughs> this dust cloud. I think there's nutmeg. some in my eye. <laughs> Jeez. You, you know what's away. gross is every pastor's house I've gone to. They got a whole shelf of spices. <sighs> Who do we kill for this? <laughs> What if, and hear me out, instead of more, we tried more. But they got to set up this military base. Facebook's got a military group <laughs> in my backyard, though. <laughs> I love them. Things I learned last night. Dylan, it's it's spices as a whole. Well, no. <laughs> are we talk, are uh, we have you ever heard are, of- are we going to talk about the girls? <laughs> Now, have you ever heard of a? Uh, uh, um, is there a nutmeg uh, candle? Because that doesn't smell bad. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just blow it in the office every time we walk in. <laughs> yeah, it's a good luck thing. If we don't do it, we die. <laughs> every day, we, it becomes a thing where we sprinkle nutmeg over the door, over. like over the arch of our door. <laughs> Someone comes in, and we go, "Oh no!" Oh, no. You did not make the door. You gotta not make the door, dude. Okay. <laughs> can't just come in here without making that door. <laughs> no. <laughs> I hate this. How are we gonna talk about spices? Oh, today? okay. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, um, <laughs> uh have you ever heard of bring the That's what we're talking about. Oost That's what before the episode we said, hey, down. Alex. It's gonna if Tim's Tim's been under a lot of stress lately, and sometimes when we get on the podcast, it seems like his brain's a little all over the place. <laughs> and Alex, we, we told Alex, "Hey, if you notice Tim being weird, <laughs> you know." And I think you going, oh, oh, oh. "Okay, let me try to read." This. Is it because you're trying to you're trying yeah, to I'm mispronounce trying to this? I'm trying to pronounce this. Okay. Verinide uh, Ustendeich. Compagni. They call it the VOC. It's way is, easier to is say. Is that, that a person or a place or a spice? Uh, it's none of that. Okay. Uh, it's we call it. <laughs> we Americans, we call it the Dutch East India Company. Okay. Have you heard of that? Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, long story short. Um, a little intro on the Dutch East India Company, or we'll call it VOC. I think VOC sounds way cooler than that, um, and it's easier to pronounce than the other one that okay. I can pronounce. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, w- most people would agree um, that it's the biggest company that's ever existed in the history of the world. Uh, okay, they uh, currently exists. 
No, they don't. They they're gone. Um, well. <laughs> uh, they shipped spices, so that's they why didn't I'm, have nutmeg over their door. <laughs> They sold the meg, but they didn't make the door. Uh, so they they the estimates estimates are a little sketch and we can get to that in a little bit, but the estimate uh, the most well like agreed upon estimate of the value at its peak was seven point nine trillion dollars like in today's value adjusted for inflation, which would make okay. it more which would make it more valuable than Apple Amazon um, and Tesla combined. Uh, and the only two nations that would have a GDP higher than the value of this company would be the U.S. and China. Every other nation in the world would be worth less than uh, than this company. Than this company, the VOC. Yeah, they were an incredible. VOC is the Dutch East India Company. East India. That's company. what we call it. That's not their name. Their name okay. was that very nice thing that I couldn't say. Um, did you search this because you listened to the Rebuilders podcast? No. Did they talk about that in there? Yeah, Mark uh, touches on this. Maybe because it honestly came up as a recommendation. Or, a video about it came up as a recommendation on YouTube, so maybe they heard it. In well, the I don't know if they heard it, but it was it in the podcast or was it in one of his? I think it may have been in his reappearing church book that he wrote about maybe. how he goes to a spice shop. Oh yes, I do remember that actually. And I think he mentioned. I do remember that this yeah yeah, but I don't know about it. Their influence is massive because uh, honestly when did they exist? They don't exist anymore. They were established in 1603 1603 1603. Okay, a vampy time a pretty vampy time to be alive. (laughs) I just imagine. Yeah, I imagine like you know vampire season and that's 1603 (laughs) whenever vampire things are said vampire season. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. (laughs) So they were established in 1603. They're established in 1603. So the Dutch East India company company equals is the same as VOC. VOC yeah. is VOC is just another way of saying. It. If you abbreviate Dutch East India company, you get VOC. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I understand now. Um, and they were pretty revolutionary because they uh, in 1603. A lot of what they did laid the foundation for modern business. But also, a lot of what they did laid the fun foundation for literally everything that happened on the planet for the next 400 years. Um, did they do two-day shipping? <laughs> <laughs> was that was that like thing? I think they thing? did two-year shipping, which was pretty crazy at the time. Bonkers. <laughs> They're like, you mean I could order something? I could order something. Get this before I die. If I go to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> which in 1603, radical. What a radical thing, right? Because people only live to be, I don't know, what, twenty-four, seven. Oh. seven? <laughs> Great. So yeah, I mean, the people would. I. It's. It, you know what I think about a lot is the yeah. number of people who have existed. Yeah. And how many of those people lived knowing that whatever they were working on was not going to be completed in their lifetime. In their lifetime. Yeah. I wonder if. I wonder if that makes you and, happier. Well, I was going to say, and I can't think of anybody now who would be willing to put their life towards something that wasn't going to come to fruition in their lifetime. Yeah, I yeah, I, I think maybe yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, 
I, I think there could be some people. Well, I mean, we're doing it because we know that no one's going to listen to this podcast until, until we're, we're long dead. gone. Yeah, yeah. Do, what if what if that happens? What if we die and then like twenty I, years from now <laughs> in South America, <laughs> South Africa, South Africa, South Africa, people are like, you just blow up. You hear this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it could happen. I. Uh, I don't know. So they laid the foundation for businesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they, a lot of what they did was what they took money for goods. Like how do they? <laughs> what do you mean they laid the foundation for business? Okay, so this is a, a, an interesting point in world history. Okay, because up until uh, up until the East India Company was established, well, a little bit before the du- up until the Dutch happened, the Dutch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, say that different. What are you talking about? Uh, up until the Dutch happened, the, <laughs> sure. uh, the world relied on mercantilism, um, and so what that was was basically hoarding. Um, and so it was your nation or kingdom or group or whatever was like, "Hey, we're gonna do all this stuff to get a lot of resources and hold it for ourselves, so that way all of us don't die um, and our, our nation exists." And so, yeah, stockpiles. Yeah, the whole thing was about growing your piece of the pie was the sure. mentality with the Dutch. They which it sounds like a decent mentality because th- what they what they would say is they would always be like we can we have to make sure that we don't export more than we have and um, we don't we don't ship out more than is a to the point where people in our nation couldn't eat or people in our nation didn't have their nutmeg or whatever, um, but which sounds smart. That sounds like something you would hear from Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey. Um, but what the Dutch said is they said, hey, instead of trying to make our piece of the pie bigger. Yeah, what if we just made the pie bigger? Um, and so we had we still had the same percentage size of a pie, but the pie was just significantly larger. And so what was happening in that era was instead of trying to get more. What if we just tried to get more? (laughs) You know (laughs) what if and hear me out instead of more. We tried more. <laughs> and then someone in that meeting was like, okay. I mean, I don't care what we do. I'm dying tomorrow. <laughs> I don't care what happens. I'm not going to see the effect Literally don't care. We're just working for something Couldn't that we're never going to see. So. Couldn't care less. Um. <laughs> During this time, the spice trade was a big deal. Uh, yeah, which is hard for us to imagine because spices. This was like a dollar nine, um, but at a point in time, this big of a container of nutmeg. Yes, so that's what they were talking about, or Mark was writing about in his book. Yeah, was cinnamon used to be a like a delicacy from Sri Lanka, mm-hmm. and you could only get it there. Exactly, and yes. so it was traded around the world mm-hmm. and treated with a oh, this is only available in one. Place, yes. yes. So it has value, yes. And now you can get it from the store. Yeah, you can right? get it anywhere. It's grown it, sure, and it's grown year round. I think of it like Nashville hot chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, yeah, bring this because everywhere has Nashville hot chicken now. You can get a Nashville hot chicken sandwich in Dallas. Yeah, you yeah. get a Nashville hot chicken sandwich in L.A. It's true. You know, yeah. it's no longer I have to go to Nashville to get that thing. It, back in 2012. Sure. When we discovered Zaxby's and they had the Nashville hot recipe, that was amazing. Blew our minds. 
but Missouri didn't have Zaxby's. So for us, we had to go to the South to get it. Yeah, it was a special thing. Yeah, it's like when it's like back in the day when um, uh, uh, Chick-fil-A was just spreading mm-hmm. and then they would hit a new like state and they would, it would have lines around the building like 10 yeah. times for and days, right? Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, it's why it's why it's kind of like won't spread too far. You think that's why they're not doing it? Well, it, I've I read an article that it, there's a part of that where it's like they're trying to become like the vacation spot. It's like the first place you go after you get off yeah, the plane. Yeah, but they also all, the other side of it is farms. They don't have enough distribution, right. and so they can't get the fresh food to the locations on the east. Do you coast. know the Brahms? Yeah, has a mega farm. No, you, you should look that. I hundred percent knew that. Actually, I was just going to let you you tell me about it. This is it's the show. Okay, so it's Brahms. <laughs> And they have a farm, and it's a mega need- farm. It's the farmer <laughs> went out. The Brahms farmer went out and said, "Hey guys, we've got a lot, but what if we did more?" <laughs> here's here's. I think you, I don't you, think enough people cue it up and Brahms do an episode is. on Brahms later. Okay, got it. Uh, anyways, back enough to people know what Brahms is. Oh, I had no idea what Brahms was until I came to Springfield. And it, and it was very odd. It was a very strange experience to me walking into a Brahms because I was under the impression that was an ice cream shop. It is an ice cream shop. Yeah, and then I got in there and it's a there grocery was store. A, a, yeah, it was a grocery store, first of all. And then also a there was place. Yeah, a giant line and all this food. It felt like a like the food court at um, at an Ikea. Yeah, so they haven't updated their in the interior since it was uh, 1603. Insane. So it's it's really old. <laughs> But like so, you you you've been to a Brahms? Yeah, we got Brahms. Yeah. So if you don't know what Brahms is, if you're you know uh, you know foreign from <laughs> you know for not a Midwesterner like us, uh, Brahms is is a you know burger, crinkle cut French fries, mm-hmm. ice cream thing. But they've also got yeah. this small little grocery store inside. Like they've got when I say small, I mean like a gas station sized you know couple a aisles. Than a gas station. It's like a gas station in. Like a rural gas station where yeah, that's yeah. the only store. Where it's like the only miles. store, yeah. right? But the reason they do that is because they make all their own produce and they make yeah. their own uh, ice cream and they make yeah. their own dairy. So they've got you know because they have their own mega farm where they grow their own vegetables and they raise their own beef and yeah. do all that stuff. Brahms so. Mega Farm is my new username. <laughs> Brahms Mega Farm. <laughs> on what? Uh, anything I need to make a username on. <laughs> Um, did you know that I have Paul Rudd the actor at gmail.com? <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> okay, we are way off track. That's really funny, but we are way off track. <laughs> yeah, so an email. <laughs> Only because I wanted I wanted to be able to tell people. No, yeah, I know. Send me an email. My email is Paul Rudd the actor at gmail.com. <laughs> I need I need you to meet Paul Rudd, and for some reason, they're like, "Well, we should work together." Man. My yes, email is Paul Rudd, the actor, at gmail.com. <laughs> I think I think I, I think I set that up. We're very off track, but I think I set that up because one time uh, I saw a Twitter thread about a person figuring out 
that most famous people's emails is just a variation of first last name last name first name at <laughs> gmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was like I got in touch with too many famous people doing this <laughs> and I was like I'm going to make sure you never get in touch with Paul Rudd. <laughs> and so I went and tried to get Paul Rudd at gmail was taken probably yeah. by Paul Rudd. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but he can't get Paul Rudd the actor. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> You tell so, that. You so let's change our usernames in the Discord today. Which this episode won't come out of the Discord for weeks. So our patrons will have we'll no be like, idea. This is weird. They'll be like, okay, but you're you're Brahms. <laughs> and I'm Paul Ruby <laughs> Oh man. Man, that's gonna hit really hard whenever they get it. Uh, it's gonna be good. Okay. Uh, so anyway, VOC spices, spices were a big deal. Yeah. Um, so at that time, spices were being traded from far distances away. So they did have yeah. value because, in our current world, <clears throat> Nashville hot chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great analogy. Are you do that it's analogy. A, no, over? It's, a gr- it's a great analogy. <laughs> that was a really great analogy because it was it, spices were super rare because most of them were grown in their own geographic location. So nutmeg, the reason why I brought nutmeg is because it was the most valuable spice in that era. Um, this size little jar of nutmeg, which I think is like, hold on, let me see. It's got the size. This is one ounce of nutmeg. Okay. Um, this would have been worth a bar of gold, like the same as a bar of gold today. And so you should shoot me if I walked in with but this like and take it from why? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of reasons. Um, one, it was super rare, and so anytime things rare, it's, it's like a rarity. A, it's a it. marker of your richness, sure. um, and so someone comes in your house. It's like having that app on your phone that says "I'm rich," and you yeah. bought it for nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Would you like to see my nutmeg? <laughs> Would you like to see my nutmeg? <laughs> that on the shelf up there. It's my <laughs> spice rack. Oh, McCormick! They just dr- they just did a new nutmeg drop. I'm gonna try to get some tonight. And then you know colorway. what's gross. Is every pastor's house I've gone to, they got a whole shelf of spices, you know? And I go, did you buy that at a retail price or resale price? Huh? Because right now it's reselling for a bar of gold. Preacher's peppers. Pre- preacher's peppers? <laughs> I was gonna go preachers and spices, but okay. Speaker spice. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode. We love our listeners a lot. And one way that you can let us know you're here uh, is by leaving a podcast review. Maybe that's a five star thing in the Apple podcast app. Maybe you listen on Spotify or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We do read all the comments and reviews. We just love knowing what you think about this show. Uh, also, if you haven't yet, go check out some of our other episodes. My current favorite is the identical strangers episode. It's three brothers or triplets who were separated at birth unbeknownst to them or their parents as part of a really weird uh, experiment. So uh, there's a lot of really fun stuff we talked about in that episode, uh, but thank you for checking this out. Now back to this one. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver-infused fabric, and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. 
And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-A. LN at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, one of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. And that means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, we deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, uh, and then that can start to affect us negatively, it can weigh us down, but therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down, because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, that's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets, lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, okay, so the, the, there's a few. Obviously, the rarity was a thing, yeah. but there was also uh, <clears throat> in that era, Food was relatively bland, and spices spiced it up a bit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and so it made things taste better. Also, they were used in embalming. Yeah, I was I was thinking more like medical. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of people who thought they had a lot of medicinal value. And then uh, on top of the embalming stuff and the medicinal stuff, there was also this uh, uh, big f- phenomena of uh, uh, they used it for aromas, like to make the room smell better. So the same thing yeah. we joked about. Yeah, they would literally just like wrap sticks in it and light them on fire. It's incense sticks. And so uh, there was a lot of different uses for the spices. Sure. And people would like put them on, on their face so they'd smell better. Like so they did a lot of things with the spices. Uh, subject is wearing <laughs> nutmeg. <laughs> subject smells like paprika. Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> Subject smells like Italian seasoning. <laughs> Ooh, lemon pepper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Special occasion. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of uses, I guess. Sure. And so the Silk Road opened up 
Um, okay. There's a road made entirely of silk. <laughs> Softest road. <laughs> Terrible traction. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing because the traction was so bad, it took forever, um, especially for your silk nations. road took forever. Yeah, because it was going from Southeast Asia right. up into Africa and uh, to, uh, to where to Europe. you're showing with your body here. You're <laughs> yeah, from Southeast Asia into Africa and then up into Europe. Um, <clears throat> and it took a long time because uh, at that time, there was no railroad. There was no ice road truckers. <laughs> there was just walkers. <laughs> Silk just road walkers. You walked or you got on a camel or a donkey or a horse or something. Sure. Um, and so shipping spice uh, on land was very inefficient. Right. Uh, and somewhere along the line, someone was like, hey, what if we just sailed around Africa? And so they started doing that. Okay. Um, and that was a, uh, a revolution in the spice trade because now so much more spices could get loaded onto a ship than could get loaded onto the back of your donkey. Yeah, uh, and so they were able to to ship that around, uh, and this became kind of a a transformative era in the spice trade because now it was uh, a booming season for business because now all these people they could go get the spices easier and, so and get it quicker and move it. It quicker. would go from. <clears throat> Southeast Asia. Well, they would take a boat from Europe, m- most often from Europe around the Horn of Africa and then into Southeast Asia, wherever they were getting the spice from. Okay. Whatever nation that was. And then they would load it up, take the trip around. And coincidentally, what's interesting was <clears throat> they discovered there was this curtain, uh, not curtain, <laughs> current, <laughs> a current that was like a, just a big circular current in oh, like, the Southern Pacific. And so they struggled a lot at the beginning because they were going against that current. But when they realized they could loop around and take that, they were able to to kind of be more efficient and get through that trip a lot faster after they discovered that. And what's coincidental about that is that because they took that loop, they came very close to South America often and nobody discovered it from Europe for a while. But I mean, like, what do you mean no one discovered it? Like, they were just like... (laughs) <laughs> they were rolling by it and they're like, what do you guys think that is? And like, I don't know, maybe Asia or something. I don't know. And they're like, we got to keep going north to Europe. Oh, no one. No one on the boat discovered South America. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this oh, was before. I thought you were saying no one in South America discovered the boat. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, South America's watching the ocean. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who do you think is out there? Just like <laughs> coffee in the morning. What is that? They never seen a ship like that before. Hey, Debbie, get out here. <laughs> There's a boat. You're not going to believe this. It's like a building. Yeah, you floating. missed it again. <laughs> that was their UFOs. They had like this government <laughs> blue book. Unidentified <laughs> floating objects. What is that? <laughs> Everyone's like at their little pyramids in the Maya and and then this guy's like, yeah, I swear I saw I him swear, float by I again. A, a boat. I, it was it's floating. Yeah. Okay. It was big. I don't even know what a 1600s I swear there's name white was. dudes over there. What's a 1600s name? I I mean, the only 1600s name I could think of are white 1600 names. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know any Mayan 1600s names because these would have been Mayans. Oh, okay. And I don't, I don't know a, a, a modern Mayan name. <laughs> Now that I think of it, I know zero Mayan names. 
go move on. So they were they could have discovered <laughs> yeah, South America, they but they didn't. Um, they were busy. They were busy shipping spice uh, and this was an interesting moment because it was very, very risky to take this trip. It was a long trip halfway around the world on a boat that was yeah, how long did it take? Do you know? I don't know. Probably half of everyone's life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a whole three and a half years. <laughs> I don't know what to say. How long did the trip around the Horn of Africa take? And yeah, put that in Google. <laughs> See what Google puts out for that. Um, was it just giving you Google flight options? Uh, it was like a three-year round trip. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, a long time, and they were very risky because obviously they didn't have the weather app. Because you leave and your you know your wife is raising children, and then yeah. you you know she's raising your baby toddler, mm-hmm. and then you leave and you come back and that baby is graduating high school. <laughs> you know, it's moving out to a family of its own. Baby's like six years old. Yeah, people died, dude. <laughs> they had to get it all. They had to get Hurry it all this done. Up. Quit this up. Yeah, they yeah. were living on hyper high speed. Dude. Going too short. Yeah, this uh, is when people were living on two x speed. <laughs> uh, and so it was a long trip. Yeah. And because they uh, there was just so many unknowns, like you didn't know how much food to pack. Like you, people sure. could get sick on the ship. Yeah. You could encounter a storm and it could sink. You could hit something and sink. You could hit pirates and sink. <laughs> there was just all you could get sad <laughs> and sink and into sink. your emotions <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> there was just a lot of risk on these yeah. trips, and so the Dutch. Uh, this is when the Dutch they Dutched everything up. Okay, uh, so that trip wasn't <laughs> what changed the thing. Well, I mean, it was a big impact. It, the the trip around the Horn of Africa. But when you say too. that the. Dutch East India Company changed how we do or Melody Foundation for how we do business. That trip wasn't the thing. That trip wasn't the thing. Okay. What the change was was the Dutch. They said, "Hey, what if instead of having the people who own these ships have to swallow all this risk and go and try to do pull this thing off? What if instead of it being all about them, what if we make it all about us? Okay. <laughs> or at least a little about us." And so what they did is they they assembled really the first uh, stock market. And so what you could do for the first time in history, um, you could come together and a bunch of people could buy a share in this voyage. They didn't have to actually go on the voyage. They just financed the voyage. Um, oh, okay. And so then instead of one person swallowing the whole financial risk where if your boat sinks, you're screwed and you're never you're never financially recovering from this. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, a bunch of people could buy pieces of the pie and then get a piece of that return and be able to then do it again. They should have done a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to give you behind the scenes access on our boat. <laughs> our boat. Hey, what's up, guys? There's Day some land over there on we, the ship. We don't know what that land over there is. <laughs> But there's a guy over there that there's freaks a guy who's out real every mad. Time, every time we drive by, he freaks out. <laughs> we call him Daniel. <laughs> I don't think that's his name, though. He never responds. Yeah, we don't know any Mayan names, so <laughs> we went with Daniel. 
Uh, so uh, they sold the shares. It was the first stock market. And uh, okay. historians, uh, two, two phrases came from this historians believe. We don't know for sure. There's no record of this, but two historians, uh, two phrases. One Buy shares. low, sell high. <laughs> Diamond hands. Buy the dip. <laughs> Uh, shares shares because you're take you're taking a share of the voyage and then they believe stock market came from this. This one's a little harder to pinpoint, but because the phrase used at the time for the frame of the ships was the stock. Oh, and so they they think that that's where the phrase stock market came from. Okay, because you're buying stock anyways, um, and so this is the first time this ever happened and it became a massive boom for the Dutch um, all of a sudden so many boats were going into the ocean and come back full of nutmeg yeah. and cinnamon and all the other spices and sugar and spice and everything. Every day nice. nice. <laughs> um, except for it was a lot of not nice uh, and we'll get to that <laughs> um, in 1603. Uh, the VOC was formed and this is where really honestly capitalism began. Um, okay, because a group of these people who had for years like their family has been investing in these voyages said, hey, what if instead of us investing in the voyages and then those people investing in the voyages and those people, what if we just what if we just got together and we were just the voyages and so they came together and it was a group of a bunch of the people who were buying shares in these trips. So they were just monopolizing Well, they established a corporation for the first time and so this was a bunch of financial moguls who were very successful from all these voyages from financing these small voyages and they went on a shopping spree. They bought every ship that went on these voyages. Not only did they buy every ship, they were just pricing other people out basically. Um, So other people couldn't buy shares. Yes, but it was kind of it wasn't necessarily they were pricing everyone out because yeah, nobody else was going to be able to buy shares after this, but this was kind of like the the vast majority of the people who were doing this in general corporate became a corporation. Oh, okay. So they okay, all okay. came together and did this together. Sure. Uh, because they were just like, we could do a lot more. And if we, instead of just buying shares in single voyages, what if we bought shares in the entire nutmeg industry or the entire spice industry? And so they went on the shopping spree and what they did is they bought every ship that did these trips. Okay. Um, they bought uh, every port that these ships went into. Uh, in oh, like so as a corporation, they bought the port. Yeah, they bought all they, not just they bought all the ports. Okay, like if you think think of ports, they had them all. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then they bought all the land where the farms were where this stuff grew and they bought the Dutch military. <laughs> oh, and so, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> It's not anymore. Is your military for sale? <laughs> What's hi? I saw this ad on Craigslist <laughs> that your military was for sale. Uh, six trillion oboe. So I brought my oboe. oboe. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my oboe. I'll take your military. <laughs> uh, so what what they set up with the Dutch uh, government was basically we'll do this. Hey, We'll make everybody in the Netherlands <laughs> very rich. Great. <laughs> I got it. We'll make everyone in <laughs> Dutchia <laughs> very rich. Um, and they said, you can tax us a lot. We'll, we'll need some 
protection to do this. And so they sent 10 warships with the East India Company. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and these warships just traveled with them. And the terms of the agreement was um, you're going to have a board of directors in the Netherlands and they're going to make all your decisions for you. Well, what they found out really quickly was when <laughs> you're in India mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's 1607, it's kind of hard for the board of, yeah. for the board of directors to make a decision. And so the people in the uh, East India Company were just like, we're just going to make the call yeah. and see what and then we'll just ask for forgiveness if we need to. Yeah, and uh, they needed to. Yeah, uh, yeah, they needed a lot of forgiveness. Things got very messy. Um, the Dutch got really rich. The people in the VOC got really rich. Okay, and this is what led to them being the biggest company ever. And, and they they created a lot of systems and processes that are mimicked to this day. Like businesses will look to what the VOC did and mimic them because they really they they did a great job. Yeah, when I open QuickBooks, it says, "Do you want a quick <laughs> video tutorial of the VOC?" Do you want a quick video tutorial? And then it's a guy on a ship in 1608. <laughs> He's <walking> like through. <laughs> Hello. Hello. He's like speaking into a shell. <laughs> Hello. 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 Is anybody in there? I saw a boat. <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Who knew QuickBooks sent Daniel <laughs> back in time. <laughs> But they sent him to the wrong land, <laughs> and so he's out there just watching the boat watching go the by. Boat. Like, it's hey, like I'm supposed to find you guys. Hey. He's got a three-piece suit. I'm just here to learn. <laughs> he like wants to intern. I got a camera. <laughs> Want to see this camera? What's a camera? <laughs> well, he got sent back in time, so he's got the camera. Oh, okay. And he's gonna film them. He's like, do you guys have the charger? <laughs> I could use. Okay, so w- what trouble does this lead to? Oh, so if, if everyone's rich, why are they mad? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, you know that thing people say about capitalism uh, and how it's like, hmm, like it it leads to people. It's like sketchy mm, stuff. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Unfettered capitalism <laughs> leads to just greed run rampant. Yeah, so that's what we got here. Um, so much so to where there is a page on uh, uh, Wikipedia called massacres committed by the Dutch East India Company and it's a oh. whole page. They got it's their own page. It's not even a subsection in their Wikipedia page It's a new page. Who were they massacring? Um, well, so here's what they did. Um, so they went to um, this place called uh, Banda uh, and it was this chain of islands in uh, like where modern day like Jakarta is. Okay, um, so Indonesia Malaysia area. Um, and this was where nutmeg grew. It was the only place in the world where nutmeg grew, and they really, really wanted nutmeg, and they wanted to sell a lot of it. And so they came there, and they made a deal with the locals. There's, there's a tribe of about 15,000 people that lived on this island, um, and I, I, tribe is a, probably a misleading word there because it makes you think that they're like, yeah, but what they were very, very rich. Um, because they were exporting this nutmeg worldwide. Yeah, um, and so this was a very very they kind of held the cards there. Yeah, and they were incredibly wealthy. Uh, and so when the Cindy company showed up, they wanted to buy everything and they were mm. like, no, no, we don't like that deal that that much, you know, because you know, we're rich now. If you bought it from us, we wouldn't be rich. We'd be less rich 
And so they negotiated for a while. Eventually, they came to a term um, where, where the East India Company would just <laughs> kill all of them. So the terms, there, there was an agreement that was set in place okay. where uh, the East India Company got to set up a military base on their island, uh, which is strange because they're a company, yep. not a military. Not a military group. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they got to set up this military base. Facebook's got a military group in my backyard, though. <laughs> I love them. I was like, yeah, I like you guys. Can you imagine? You know, a lot of people <laughs> my age don't like you, but I like you guys. Yeah, you guys can you guys can set up in my backyard. Can you imagine like a dystopian world where all the big corporations are setting up military bases all over the world? You don't world? have to imagine that. They're literally doing it. <laughs> literally already happening. That's terrifying. Um, so, uh, uh, and the idea was, hey, we're going to be here, and we're just going to set up our military base, protect you a little bit, and then we'll the buy assets. all of the spices all that you make. We'll buy all of them every time you make them. At the we'll price that you set. You, and then we'll ship them out. Cool. Good deal. Great. Um, and then they uh, they started building the stuff, and they built a little bigger than was agreed upon. And then the locals came, uh, and they were like, hey, uh, you guys are, this is not what we agreed upon. Like, you're doing way more than we said you're going to do. And they're like, oh, sorry. This is what we're doing now. Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the locals killed 100 of them. Um, oh. And they were like, this isn't cool. So kill a hundred people just because they didn't like the building. <laughs> well, because they were like, "Hey, this is what we agreed on," I get and then that, the other people though. were like, "Yeah, it's not what we agreed on, but it's what we're doing." And then they're like, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna kill you." Um, <laughs> like that giant diamond store that's downtown. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> North Kansas City, that big old giant diamond store that just doesn't. It's so out of place. <clears throat> I have no idea what you're talking. It about. made me so angry. <laughs> I marched down there to the construction guys and I said, "Hey." <laughs> This, this is what, what we agreed upon. They're like, sir, we and they're like, we don't you. know who you are. And I said, well, put that hard hat down and I'll show you. You know, <laughs> that was a good line. First of all, it was a good line just on the spot. That was a good one. I hope your team's wearing your hard hats. They're going to need them. I see what this building's made of. What are you? You know, the arms. Like, what are you doing? I'm getting so ready to fight. Put your arms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so, uh, so they attacked them first. They attacked them first, and the guy who was kind of directing the operation there was, was like, "Well, was I got to really write a letter." Mad, was really mad about to the this. board, and so he uh, he called in one of the warships, and. Uh, they killed 14,000 people. Oh my um, gosh. And they took the other thousand as slaves and then they were like, this is our island now. Um, and that was the first time that they'd done something like that. Yeah, and they were just like, yeah, we're just going and then the guy who did that was like this worked pretty well for us uh, oh. and so then they just kind of kept then they were it. like, yeah, that would that was an easier solution than negotiating. Yeah, it was way easier than trying to deal with the muddy waters of that and they're like we have mm. these warships. So let's just do that. And so they just started going to places and just killing people and like killing all the locals, taking all the farms and then just repurposing them for theirs and growing the stuff themselves and then shipping it. And so then instead of having to buy the spice, they, they got, got it themselves and they got it and they sold it. And so then they made even more money than they were making before. They were just operating as a tiny country. <clears throat> yeah, it really was like they, they blurred the line between a government and a company. Um, sure. Just like the companies today. Um, just like the government today. <laughs> 
but uh, so they blew up. They they became incredibly successful um, by doing all of the uh, killing. So the, the what stuff. year was that? That first one? Uh, hold on, let me check. Let me check. Because they start this stuff in 1603. Yes. They start buying all the ports, buying all the boats, yeah. doing all the stuff. Yes. Did you say in 1607? No, 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 no. That was just a random number from oh, okay. a, a random example. I think it was 1621. Okay, so I mean they made it almost 20 years yeah. without mass murder. <laughs> so that's a good run. It's a good run. It's a good, good clean run yeah. for about 17 years. And then it got pretty messy really fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was, I mean, these, and there's significant. I mean, there's a couple in here that are like a few dozen people, which is really bad. Um, but there's a lot that are like pushing 10,000 or over 10,000. And it's Jeez. just absurd. Um, and the people that they didn't kill, they took yeah. uh, as slaves. Right. Uh, to work on their farms and stuff. And so uh, here's where their influence kind of carried forward um, okay. in history uh, because they laid a foundation for business, but and they set up a lot of systems and processes that are followed today, but the 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 thing that they set up is that it's the profit over everything because right. you have to get that profit out to everyone who holds a share. And so it doesn't matter the morals that get you there. Sure. And so, and we still see that today. And so, it's it's a it's a. Our entire modern business system is built upon a group, uh, the foundation of a group that would just kill thousands of people to make more money. Mm. Um, and so, it makes a lot of sense how we got where we are today. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking and, of like bad, <clears throat> speaking of bad business. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode. If you like our show, make sure you follow us on social at Tillin Podcast or subscribe anywhere where you're listening to right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is. And if you want more, uh, we do have a Patreon you can support us on. Uh, in there, you get all sorts of perks like ad-free episodes, early access to our content, and even a Discord with our hosts and producers. Uh, so we'd love for you to check that out. All you got to do is text Tillin to 66866. That's Tillin to 66866. But thanks again for checking us out. So it wasn't, it wasn't just the capitalism thing like the foundation of capitalism sure it was also obviously the foundation of corporations and the stock market and the shares and all the systems and the processes that they have but it was also kind of there was a a a a hint of this okay this really brought in a globalized world in a whole new way Um, sure because before this because they're doing dealings yeah based in one nation Mm -hmm. and doing dealings across the whole Mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. and the rest of the and colonialism existed before right. this it always existed but in this era everybody else saw the VOC get super rich and they were like can we do that uh, and so all the rich nations started just taking over other nations doing, and uh, being like you're us now enterprise yeah. yeah and whatever you've got is us and we're going to make a lot of money off of you now um, and so it kind of it Blew up. Those are also colonial. my wedding vows. <laughs> you're one of us now. But you gotta do it sad. You're like, you're like, you're one of us now. <laughs> and we make a lot of money of you. <laughs> In First Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Ahí está. It's not that funny. It's, really right, funny. it's, it's funny. the drop of the first Corinthian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm good at this. <laughs> So, jeez, we lost him. Okay, so uh, uh, capitalism. We got capitalism. We got globalization. We got corporations. Right. We got colonialism. Yeah. Uh, Imperialism. Also, slavery. Slavery always existed. Oh, yeah. But this is where it like but really it ramps like, up. Oh, this isn't just like a you take them slaves because you beat them in war yeah. or you take them because they owe you something. This is just like, oh, like we could get really rich off other people. Yes. If we didn't pay them exploitation. Yeah, so it opened up this this uh, new age of slavery, if you will, where yeah. people, uh, where these powerful people learned that they could become significantly more powerful by subjugating people, um, and so the impact of the VOC was felt there. Uh, another very interesting and significant thing that um, I could have significantly altered history was this uh, this area of of uh, Banda where they got the okay nutmeg from. Yes, they were obsessed with this chain of islands that belonged to these people. Um, there was one other island in this chain that they did not have and that was owned by the English. Um, oh, they wanted it so bad <laughs> like so bad. like VOC did or like the, the VOC did the VOC wanted that island so bad. Yeah, um, and so in uh, sixteen sixty eight, sixteen sixty eight, um, they came to the English and they said, "Hey, give us your island, and we'll give you one of our islands." And it wasn't really their island, but yeah, you know, uh, they're like, "Give us your island, we'll give you one of our islands." And they're like, "What island are we talking about?" And they're like, "We got this island where we've got our town of New Amsterdam. You can have that island if we can have." This island and this chain, so we can have all the nutmegs. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and it took a long time, but finally they got through the deal, and the English sold that island of Breda, is what it's called, to the Dutch. The Dutch got their full set of the blues, uh, yeah. so they could start building hotels. And then the English got the island of New Amsterdam, and they renamed it. New York. And okay. I think that this potentially was a drastic change in history because now all of a sudden uh, you've got uh, the colonies are, are under this British control where they could have been under Dutch control and what could have happened. Who's to say how that could, that story could have played out the though that chain of islands that the Dutch had uh, was under Dutch leadership until I want to say it was about 50, 60 years ago. Um, oh, and so theoretically, the United States could have been under Dutch control until way more recently. And who knows? Really? Who knows how history could have played out if that happened? Yeah. Um, but a lot of a lot of people do think that the stock We'd be market wearing wooden shoes. <laughs> you check uh, out my new balances. A lot of people think that the stock market carved these this morning. <laughs> Click clack, click clack. <laughs> the uh, the stock exchange and stuff was a thing that was established in New Amsterdam yes. by the Dutch, 
And so New York being this major financial hub interesting is because of the Dutch influence while they were there. And then they sold the island to get more nutmeg, which didn't work out because eventually everyone's got nutmeg. Everyone got nutmeg. Where is this grown? Let me see it. Um, (sighs) Who do we kill for this? So they uh, so so what happened was Hunt Valley, Maryland. Hey, so not too far from the island that they sold. Do you think we could take them? <laughs> Depends how old they are. Uh, <laughs> In Hunt Valley, Mar- Maryland, two podcasters arrested for attempting to take over the town, claiming that the source of nutmeg was essential to the growth of their empire. More at six. We need more nutmeg. Um, so got to get covered in the nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I need it. <laughs> so what, what ended up happening to the VOC is it was in control of the. <laughs> are you about to blow that at me? <laughs> no, I was just smell it. <laughs> it. Smells very good. It is, yeah. I don't know a single recipe that calls for nutmeg. Yeah, why do you have it? Did you buy it for this? No, we had it, but it wasn't open. Like I had to take the seal off at home so I could blow it on you here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like we've had it, we've never used it. I don't know why we have it. Um, Anyways, so what happened to the VOC was uh, quite a few things that are very similar to a lot of businesses today. Yeah. Um, One. Every other nation in the world was like, "Hey, we have an East India Company now too." Um, they're like, "We can do that," uh, and so yeah. they copied them, and they had more competition. Um, also, uh, there was this uh, dip in prices uh, that happened because they were able to increase the supply, and so right them being able to supply and demand, yeah, them being able to make more money made them so they made less money. Sure. Um, <laughs> They increased the supply so much it hurt them. Uh, there were some changes in the government. The Dutch were like, hey, we don't really like you taking our warships around and just killing a bunch of people anymore. What if you, we just stopped? And so they called back the warships and they lost a lot of power um, and they also lost a lot of security and then they showed up and they were like, we're going to take your land. And people were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you and what army? <laughs> That's where that phrase came from. Very influential. <laughs> uh, and then there was also uh, this dividend drain. So they had set up this this share system where yeah. people got these dividends, um, but they didn't set them up to where they scaled properly with the economy. And so when the East India Company started making less money, they these dividends were draining a significant amount of their funds oh. um, because they didn't set it up to scale properly. Um, if things dipped. Uh, and they sure did, and and it hurt them, uh, but their Achilles heel what ended up destroying the company um, was uh, they had a massive amount of employees uh, that they paid very poorly and treated very poorly um, and eventually they rose up and they just started breaking stuff um, and eventually and they couldn't they couldn't recover uh, and so oh wow the same as the of broken King. stuff <laughs> yeah they broke enough of their ships and their boats and their farms and their ports and um, it was too much for them to financially recover from, just like Tiger King. What year was that? Um, Did they fall apart. <clears throat> it was. It sounds like they had a great run. Seventeen ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So they lasted four years short of two hundred. Yeah, yeah. About two hundred years of, um, about two hundred years and twenty of those were a very successful, great company. 
about 180 of them. Well, probably about 100 of them were a terrifying company, and then the governments were like, whoa, whoa, then, you're scary, <laughs> and then they were a company that was clawing for its life for about yeah. 180 years, you know? Yeah, so just like Pepsi. <laughs> Dang, I was going to say it's the story of Subway. And you beat me to it. <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, that's the Dutch East India Company. Uh, here's something that most people don't know about it too. Another uh, impact that they had um, when they were struggling, uh, things things shifted down for them, Kay. and they had learned um, from tulip mania because this is the same place. Yeah, the Dutch did tulip mania, and so they learned from tulip mania. They said, okay, hey. Uh, we need to diversify. We can't just um, put all our money in tulips. We can't just put all our money in spices. Yeah. Oh, also that was another thing. Spices became more available. A bunch of other places were like, we can grow spices here. We have the same climate, and so they started growing it there too. Uh, and so they exactly. became more popular. Nashville hot chicken. Yeah, and then they got less cool. Like they went out of style. Um, people were like, I'm not impressed by your spices. Yeah, like breakout rooms. <laughs> So the VLC, I got an analogy for everything. <laughs> the VLC. <laughs> the VLC. Like bowling alleys. This this studio is a breakout room. We've been trying to break out. That's what the whole show we is. We can't leave. We think that this we is one of the puzzle pieces. Until you support on Patreon. <laughs> you listening. Yeah, and you might be thinking, that's got to be for someone else. It's not. It's for you. It's for you. We're trapped here, <laughs> and we need you to get the key to You're get out our of here. Only listener, <laughs> please. Hey, speaking of companies that are doing crazy things for profits, we got a new way that people can support us. Actually, let us out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? I said, speaking of companies that do terrible things for profits, we have a new way pe- that people can. Yeah, support I heard us. that part. That was, I was like, what <laughs> terrible thing are we doing for profit? We're making the show. <laughs> oh. Uh, you can now support Tillin. You don't have to support monthly. If oh yeah, you can just give us a donation. Yeah, if supporting and getting stuff in return is not your thing. <laughs> yeah, then you can just donate flat yeah. out. And how do people do that? I don't remember. If you text Tillin to six six eight six six, that link that it sends you. Yeah. Uh, there's a little donate button. Yeah, there you go. So you can donate. Um, if it's you want our help, website too, it's on Tillin.com. Um, then you can do that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so back to the so VLC. we can get super rich, <laughs> and then we can buy. The Dutch ten warships. <laughs> Hello, Dutch. We would like to buy you. <laughs> how much for? How much for Dutch? <laughs> Give me all you got. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> One thing at the end, you kept you you kept us hanging this whole time. Yeah. So the VSC, they knew from Tulip Mania. They said we can't put all our money in one thing. Yeah. Uh, and with the VSC, we've been doing that. It's all in spices. Sure. Mostly nutmeg, um, and things aren't going great. And so they diversified, and they said, Hey, we've got all these ships that our employees are busting up and breaking into pieces. And they said, What if we take the, that stock, the frames, we refashioned those into a bunch of fiddles. Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. 
produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker and graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T-I-L-L-N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things I Learned Last Night.